Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF Mentor Coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Master Your Coaching Biz, the podcast. I'm so excited. Today I have Teddy Parsons with me and Teddy serves as the president and CEO of the Professionals Forum. Teddy founded it in 2011 with the mission to help today's professionals become tomorrow's world leaders. So welcome Teddy, excited that you are here with us today. Good afternoon, Cheryl. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. Always exciting when we get to hang out and talk. Yeah. So tell tell the audience a little bit more about you. You know, it's funny because I train people all the time on how to have a successful elevator speech, but when it comes to my own, I, <laughs> I draw a blank. So <laughs> as you mentioned, I started the Professionals Forum in 2011, and it really started kind of as a side gig. Um, and this is after a little back history here is it was really after I finished at the World Coach Institute and uh, you know, shameless plug, Cheryl was my awesome coach and <laughs> instructor. So that was exciting. And so I realized that, uh, you know, having these, uh, you know, different niches, you know, as a certified career coach, a certified professional coach and certified um, executive coach, it allowed me an opportunity to reach a much larger, broader audience. And so that's what I started to do. I started to help people with their career paths and create successful uh, trajectories and career paths. Um, you know, anyone from the CEO to the custodian. Um, and then, you know, I also serve as the president and CEO of a statewide nonprofit here in Lansing, Michigan, called the Michigan Diversity Education Center, which is a great honor as well. Yeah, awesome. So, so on the um, on the side of your business, the Professionals Forum, you're actually giving programs and education and trainings, and you're working the the coaching in with that. Is that right? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, and thank you for asking that. It's been more uh, just a lot since you and I have reconnected and stuff, and uh, you've kind of. Uh, really got my energy and um, new juices flowing to really use that. And it's a great opportunity. And, and be in really the last year, I've been using it a lot, my coaching uh, certification. And we've been doing a professional uh, certified coaching series, which has been really well received. And, you know, so, uh, and thank you for that, Cheryl. I always lift up to you as, you know, coaching. You, the work you do is amazing. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed being a part of that. And we're going to be collaborating going forward on a couple of things. So you guys 
just keep an ear out for that. I'm excited about those. You're going to like it. Um, so yeah, so Teddy, you were my student and now we get to work together. So that's always amazing. I love that. Um, so on the, now on the nonprofit side, the, the, that you're, um, that you're the, you're the director, right? The president CEO. Yeah. President CEO. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, tell me how that started and what, what do you do there? Yeah, really that started a few years ago, you know, because I you know, really don't have anything else to do with my life. So um, on top of running my business, <laughs> I thought, hey, let's start a statewide nonprofit. It was a great experience. I have a great board of directors, an incredible chair. I'm going to give her a plug, Carrie Rosangana, who from Capter and Michigan Works. She's incredible. But really, um, we were founded um, to become a, a, a voice uh, and accept everybody into the conversation on diversity, equity, and inclusion. So we do diversity, equity, inclusion trainings, and we hold community conversations. It's, it's really kind of a hybrid organization. Um, and so it's, it's really kind of morphing. And, you know, and it's funny because when so many nonprofits have been faltering or really struggling through the uh, pandemic, we actually have kind of held our own. So we're so grateful for that. Yeah. And what, um, when you, so I know that you're doing some trainings and uh, workshops and stuff outside of that nonprofit for um, diversity, equity, inclusion as well. Is that right? Yeah. Um, just to name a couple, uh, we've, you know, and, and I'm most certainly not bragging, but I mean, we've worked hard for these numbers, but we've had close to 7,000 people come through our Diversity Leadership Academy or some form of our diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings. So our, that's our kind of our big one is the Diversity Leadership Academy. Uh, and then we also do a lot of trainings, um, professional trainings, um, you know, anything that includes DEI. Uh, you know, we just recently through our coaching series, we did a um, <clears throat> how to uh, uh, lead with confidence. We also have done one on how we identify those wolves in sheep's clothing, more focusing on people with, uh, you know, who are narcissists. And so, yeah, so there's a lot of different trainings and we really develop a lot of the programs based on the need of what people want. Yeah. So how, um, when you think about that, how's, how is coaching really helping uh, in, well, in both those areas, the nonprofit and your business? Well, it's critical. It's um, obvious. It's to me, it's been instrumental in the way I do my thought processes and the way I approach others, clients, um, customers, uh, you know, the attendees of, it really is, it's, um, you know, and I always say to you is I think one of the, two of the very biggest things I took out of the uh, Time of the World Coach Institute under your guidance is I took away that uh, from uh, that 80-20 rule. And I share that all the time about, you know, that we listen 80% of the time and only speak 20% of the time. That has been really great, especially for someone like me who, you know, sometimes doesn't have the shutoff switch. And then, <laughs> I, and then I also took away, I love the thing when we talked about no being a negative word. And mm. that, so I, especially with my clients who love this, we talk about how we can take no, it's just no right now, and turn it into what do I need to do to get success? Or uh, how am I going to achieve my uh, goals and reach success? So I love those two things. I think they've been the most critical component in the work I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely love the 80-20 rule myself. Um, 
it, it forces you to really listen to your clients uh, and, and just in general, people around you help with your relationships and your jobs, careers. It doesn't matter. It help, it can help any area of your life. So definitely that. And the no, so that kind of has morphed for me into the like, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my little, my saying with my coaches, I'm just like, it's, it just hasn't happened yet. It's not yet existing. <laughs> So I understand that completely. It's, um, I think it's a good part, a good um, nugget that we take from that training as well. Cause I originally went through that training too. So <laughs> um, it's changed a little bit though, over, over the years, it's uh, 13 years in. So um, mm. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so tell me um, how does, how has coaching uh, you talked about how it impacted like your business and the nonprofit, but how about for your personal life? How's it made a difference there? You know, it really has. It's um, been interesting because, you know, um, I, this is my personal opinion, but I think that, uh, you know, um, good coaches know how to separate um, themselves from the business side. So my personal side is different than my business side. And it's helped in both, but I think it's allowed me to separate Teddy as the um, career coach, the certified coach versus Teddy as the person. But I use a lot of the practices from coaching in my personal life. And so I just have found that the, the coaching has been very, and for anyone who wants to get into it, they should. And I know you and I've talked recently about how, you know, a lot of people think, you know, that um, if, you know, the coaching is just a business. No, businesses would be very smart to send HR professionals, leaders, trainers, uh, through you know your uh, boot camp because it really can give them some high quality transferable uh, skills and self management skills. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think um, coaching again can help personal life as well as any type of business or just an you know being an employee can be so stressful. First of all, um, <laughs> but you know dealing with um, other departments, like the client services, the customer services, dealing with managers and, you know, reports, I mean, direct reports, it could be anything, right. That the coaching is going to help you to communicate better, listen better. And I think offer up, um, a better you. <laughs> yeah, sure. Can I add something? I just yeah. thought of something I'm starting, trying not to laugh is, you know, um, during, uh, the training, you know, many years ago with you, you know, you taught us that there's times where we have to say to our clients, I need to take off my coaching hat and speak to someone differently. I have found myself over the last several years having to say, um, I'm going to take off my friend hat and put on my coaching hat um, so I can mm -hmm. be bossy and get in other people's business in a good way. But so I kind of do the reverse of what we learned in the uh, training. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. <laughs> All right. So, um, so tell me, what do you feel coaches, um, are, because we're talking about all this training and how coaching can, um, you know, kind of transverse all these different lines and, um, positions and areas of life, but where do you feel coaches, um, are not doing what they could be doing to help their business, their platforms, or their personal lives as well to grow? You know, and you and I, you know, are you know, uh, right now in the process of developing some new programming centered around DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And one of the things, you know, that you and I have talked about this, I think that uh, for a lot of coaches is that uh, we have to do better at um, 
uh, seeing and understand where people are on their journey. Everyone comes to you on a different journey. And I truly believe we need to do a better job of learning how to listen. We can hear what people say, but we really need to learn how to listen and then use that information to assist our clients and you know, the businesses we work with on moving forward. So I think we really have to, sometimes as we go into coaching, leave a little bit of our personal self in there, but really go in with an open mind and open heart and open ears. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we are working on that uh, DNI, but what... Um as far as like basics for coaches, because it, it's a struggle out there sometimes, right? Coaches are, you know, they have big hearts. They want to help people. They want to do what's right. But sometimes there's just not an awareness around mm-hmm. DEI. and um, So what would you say would be kind of maybe like top three things that coaches should be aware of as like a basic starter thing, <laughs> uh, not to get too much into it, but um, for, for DNI and to really uh, honor their clients uh, with those top three things. Yeah, and again, I think one of the top ones that you and I've talked about before is people really need to understand how to in that process and how to identify and remove our own biases and stereotypes. Uh, sometimes, you know, especially implicit bias, we're not aware of that because it's below our subconscious. And so we sometimes go into coaching sessions, you know, not intending to bring in our bias, but it is present. So I think that's a big one is understanding how to identify and remove our own biases and stereotypes Mm -hmm. uh, and really seeing our clients um, in a a very unfiltered lens um, as they truly represent themselves. And I also think that we have to understand what microaggressions are and and how, you know, this is now the new uh, face of bullying and racism in the workplace, but in how these impact the people we work with and what are our own microaggressions are we identifying those before we start a coaching session and again I think that big one is is understanding everybody uh, we meet comes uh, through the DEI lens on a different journey and um, we need to understand their gender um, their sexual orientation their gender identity their pronouns we need to be respectful and mindful of those yeah so if you, so for like new coaches that are, you know, trying to kind of discover the bias, because we talk a little bit about this in training, um, but not a whole lot. How, how would you say, um, I don't know what tools that you use uh, with your other clients um, or your nonprofit, but what are some things they can do to help identify uh, personal bias? Yeah, you know, one of the things we say right away is that 10 second rule, Um, you know, stop yourself and saying, why am I feeling this way about this group or this person? You know, what is causing the bias or stereotype to come up? And then, you know, and why, you know, looking at why you're feeling that way. And then also looking at what can you do to remove it? And so we, you know, we bring a lot of, um, you know, a different, especially in the trainings, the biases and stereotypes training. We really take people through a lot of resolutions and more so about identifying um, you know, why we feel the certain way we do about certain groups of people or about certain individuals and, and what can we do, what steps do we need to take personally to make sure that those don't creep, especially into our coaching. You know, we're supposed to um, really be um, you know, avowed to um, go in and uh, with you know, true heart and true intention to help people. 
And so I think, you know, I love the idea that you're even broaching the subjects about biases and stereotypes and microaggressions. A lot of people really don't look at that and they don't consider that as part of their coaching job. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about it in the master class, not at the, not at the, um, at the introductory level, but I mean, it's definitely something that we have to consider because we, um, you know, as coaches, we, we help a diverse you know, group of people, even when we have our specific niche within that niche, there's, you know, specific, um, groups, you know, that we can kind of, um, put the, that ideal client in. But we do talk about it in the training as far as, you know, trying to figure out what your bias is. Your and um, I like the the tip that you just gave, and then also how to try to let go of bias in before you get to your coaching session, like more of an individual level, um, because we're not aware of a lot of it, right? So, taking a couple minutes before each session and trying to just be, you know, put yourself into the present, let go of anything that, um, you know might be uh, kind of lingering with us from our day. But when we, do, when we do that, it also helps to clear the subconscious. So it might not be perfect situation, but if you take that few minutes ahead of time before each session to, you know, kind of just breathe and let go of everything. And while you're, while you're doing that, when you're thinking about it, visualize yourself being open and receptive, um, to everyone, right. Just to be, to, to try to take away some of some of the bias that you might not be aware of in the moment anyway. <laughs> now, you're absolutely right, Sharon. Can I quick add something? I was just thinking about, as you're saying that, I was thinking about how um, one of the uh, tools I say, especially to um, you know people I train in the HR field and stuff like that, but it most certainly is very important for coaches is being mindful in how we engage and respond to people during sessions. So for example, I actually sat in a session with a coach who, a newer coach who um, responded back to the person and said, I think what you meant to say. And of course, you know, I almost passed out. At <laughs> so afterwards, I reminded the coaches that um, we should never tell another person what we think they meant to say. We should mirror and mirror back and say, what I heard you say was this. So I have a clear understanding. This is what I heard you say. So I think that's really important as we talk about those uh, receptive and active listening skills. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, def definitely want to stay on, on the mirroring side. We don't want to tell clients how they feel, what they're saying or not saying. Um, and then through that mirroring, we could you know, bring the impressions that we're getting, but we're leaving that open, right? We're not telling them. Um, like you said, like uh, you can even bring up an observation. You can say um, something like, I think I'm observing such and such. What are your thoughts on that, right? So we're not telling them anything about themselves. We're saying, this is what I'm absorbing or what I'm um, picking up. Um, you know, what do you think about it? Like we put it back onto the client to define it clearer and to agree or disagree, take it on or not take it on, right? But but like you said, we're never gonna tell them <laughs> what we think they meant to say or what they you know want to do or what we think they want to do. Like we don't wanna do any of that. We wanna step back. And that act of listening, we do wanna hear, we, we're listening for things that we're not hearing too, right, during that. So if we hear something and we think there's something missing, there's a gap or there's something that the client's not bringing forward, then we can observe that 
and again, put a question to the client for them to really examine it. But we're not going to say, oh, you know, you left something out there or you're not telling me something here. We can say, uh, you know, approach it a different way and just say, I feel like there's something missing in that statement that you said, or I, I have a feeling that um, maybe there's something there that you haven't shared. Uh, would you like to share it? You know, so there's, there's ways to approach things that we are getting a gut feeling about um, or what we're hearing or not hearing without putting our specific <laughs> take on it, you know, to them and saying, this is it. Yeah, I agree. And I think that at the end, the end goal for me when working with clients is really to keep the conversation fluid. Um, I need it to ebb and flow like a river. And it's going to take twists and turns like a river does. But I think that um, letting the client know that, um, you know, it's very open. The dialogue is open. We want it to be impactful uh, and meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell me, do you have... Um, have you worked with coaches specifically on, um, you, you, you mentioned that you observed that one session, but um, like coaches that have come to you and said, you know what, I need to get rid of this bias or this stereotype that I have. What, how do they approach it when they, when they need that help? Well, it's interesting because I haven't really, coaches don't approach me. I told you before, I have every coach in the world tell me how they can make me a better coach, but I have not had uh, coaches approach me about, you know, because it's not something we really talk about in the coaching world a lot, uh, stereotypes yeah. and biases. And that's why I'm really excited about the program we're working on, because I think it uh, will be eye-opening. I think it'll be really helpful. I've not had, I've had coaches ask me stuff, you know, the more general stuff, like um, how do you build your business? Mm. Um, you know, how do you articulate, how do you communicate? Uh, stuff like that. I don't really have coaches ever approach me about any of the DE&I work. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it's because we don't, it's, we don't talk about it. Um, at least, I can't say we don't talk about it at all, because I know there's, there's, there's coaches out there that um, that have that as part of their kind of world in their business. But in general, we don't, we don't have any focus on it, I think is a better word. Like we don't focus on it as coaches. And I think it's so important because we're going to, we're going to be able to be so much better for our clients and our clients are going to connect with us so much better when we're able to identify those underlying, um, thoughts, beliefs, and bias. And then, um, definitely help to be more, help them to be more successful. And of course, what we do also, you know, um, attributes to a society, right? So if we're coaching with non-bias and we're coaching with open hearts and open minds, then that gets transferred and that helps to grow the other person and it grows the people around us and our followers. Um, and then, you know, that has an impact on society. And I think it's, it's important. I mean, I, I think anyway, a lot, a good percentage of people get into coaching to have that impact. Would you agree? Yeah. And I think exactly what you're saying, but I think really at the end of the day, um, it expands our coaching business and our opportunities to be better coaches and better versions of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and, you know, we want to be better, better for ourselves. We talk about helping others, uh, you know, better themselves, have success. Mm -hmm. But we have to constantly be working on ourselves in all different kinds of areas. But this, I think, is a really important area. 
And, um, and I love that we're going that we're working on something for coaches on it specifically, uh, for D and I, and, um, Oh, and then also you have, uh, just one that before I forget, sorry, <laughs> switching track. Um, you have a summit coming up in October as well, right? I do. Yeah, I was, um, I'm really excited every year since 2011, the professionals forum, we put on what was then called the Prof administrative professional leadership summit. And um, so we invite hundreds of people here in the state of Michigan who serve in some executive support or administrative support role. And we make the day all about them. And, you know, and I'm excited that you're going to be one of our keynote presenters and really taking people through, uh, leading them through excellence in ways. So this year, our summit is really focused on self-care and self-awareness. How yeah. can we take better care of ourselves, especially coming, you know, slowly creeping out of the pandemic? But um, yeah, thank you for mentioning that. It's going to be an exciting, and we've rebranded. So it's now called the Administrative Professionals Leadership Lab. It's part of a brand we have. And yeah. so I'm really excited and excited you're going to be with us. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. And um, I'm excited around it. Self-care is really huge, especially for entrepreneurs, coaches, and, and you know, workers in general, uh, employees. We, especially nowadays, right, we, we do everything for our jobs. We work 24-7. We, we're thinking about it all the time. And we don't take uh, time or space for our our own enjoyment, our own self-care. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. And it's something that I talk about as well is taking that those self-care steps for us to, because it's hard to help other people when, you, when you're not helping yourself. And um, I usually talk, I usually use the example of the oxygen mask <laughs> on an airplane, um, you know, and I use it for a, a lot of different things, uh, different examples. But this, in this case, if you're not taking the oxygen yourself, it's going to be hard for you to give other people oxygen, right? Um, cause you won't be breathing after a while. Um, and then the same thing for like, you need to have a successful business in order to help other people, because if you're not successful, you're not going to be able to help people, right? You don't get the exposure. You're not able to support yourself or your family and self-care falls into that, uh, that, scope of taking care of yourself and taking care of your business, because having a healthy you creates a healthy business, um, which, you know, allows you to help others. Yeah. And sure. I want to say one thing, you know, I know you uh, have a lot of coaches who follow you and I really strongly encourage them to take part in your Facebook live and your Facebook lunch and learn. I've found that really good for me. It kind of uh, rejuvenates my soul when I hear from other coaches and understand sometimes, you know, especially in Lansing, Michigan, where I'm at the capital city here. Uh, there's not a lot of coaches, certified coaches, very few. And I'm, and sometimes it can uh, be a little lonely because you don't know who to reach out to, right? And right. so that's why I really like those. And they're really helpful and you can get a lot of really good nuggets out of them. So thank you for doing this. Oh, well, thank you for bringing that up. I do enjoy the lunch and learns. Um, and usually they're on Thursdays for those that are listening um, at 11.30. So, um, all right. So we're coming close to the end of our time. What would be kind of a final uh, tip or nugget that you would like the coaches listening to know? Yeah, you know, I gave that some thought, you know, um, because one of the things um, I think that is really hard as coaches is, like you said, a lot of us are very, uh, we have a lot of empathy. 
um, we uh, we want to watch people succeed and um, we want to see them grow and prosper. But I I think sometimes as coaches. Uh, we need to be educators and inspire people, but we need to step back and let people grow. Um, we can't tell them how they need to grow. We can give them the tools and resources, but I think that's the hardest thing as a coach is we want to, no, no, what you need to do is this. We need people to come and seek out the truth. And um, and I think we as coaches do a great job at that is uh, we, you know, we inspire people, we educate people, we encourage people and empower people to become the very best versions of themselves. But we need to remove our own personal self from that. We need for them to discover that themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. All right. So you can reach Teddy um, on Facebook at the Pros Forum, uh, on LinkedIn, Teddy Parsons. And we'll have the links, uh, the direct links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Teddy. I had a great time on today's um, episode and looking forward to our future work together. Absolutely. And thank you, my friend. As always, it's a great time. I learn so much when I'm always with you. So thank you for this oh, opportunity. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening in. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.